Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. original stories. We'd like to thank our listeners. If you enjoy our show, please review us on Apple Podcasts, and also share it with a friend. The best place to listen to us is on our website, snoozecast.com. That way, you can play a single episode and fall asleep without another one automatically playing. This episode is supported by Freshly Cut Spring Flowers Originally published in 1914, The Kentish Coast by Charles G. Harper is one of many self-illustrated travel books exploring the regions, roads, coastlines, literary connections, old inns, and more of Britain. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Chapter 8 Gunniston, Graveney, Seasalter, Whitstable, and the Oyster Fishery. The road from Faversham to Whitstable winds level for long distances, passing at first through a charming district of cherry orchards, interspersed with emerald pastures, with sheep feeding 
under the trees, and evidences of much poultry keeping in the many coops filled with anxious hens clucking nervously after their young broods. Here, too, you see hop gardens, looking more than a little bare in spring, but with plenty of work going on, chiefly in trimming and tarring the ends of the new ash poles that are to be planted, thick as forests, for the hop vines to grow upon. Here and there are the hutches in which the hop pickers will live in August. And now and again you see an oast house, the old buildings with their quaint outlines, the new apt to be eye sorrows for angularity and sheer commonplace ugliness. It is perhaps best to come this way in the sweet of the year, when the cherry blossom mantles the trees with purest white, and when there is everywhere an inspiring and hardening air of anticipation, not only in the preparations going forward in the hop gardens, but in the great barns where the thousands of cherry baskets are collecting, awaiting the cherry picking. A lovely, lovable corner, this, past Gunniston, on the way to Gravney. And it seems prosperous, too. Moreover, the yellow gravel road is excellent. The name of Gunniston is a corruption of Godwinstown. It was one of the manors of the great patriot Saxon, Earl Godwin. Gravney stands where the wide-spreading marshes of Sea Salter stretch away to the sea. There is little of it beside the ancient, time-worn church containing a fine, canopied brass to John Martin and his wife, 1436. He was a judge of the king's bench, a stone in the churchyard, not otherwise remarkable, mentions a place with the odd name, Old Wives' Lease. One naturally wants to know something of these old wives and of their lease, but disappointment dogs the footsteps of the inquirer as closely and as constantly as his own shadow. An old man mowing the grass of the churchyard remarks incuriously, on his attention being drawn to it, that he specs it's only a name. What's in a name? He seems to suggest with Shakespeare. Much, sometimes. Later inquiries prove old wives' lees to be a hamlet high on a hilltop, one mile from Chillum, some seven miles.